commence primary ignition. This is where the fun begins. What is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there, and welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, it sure has, in fact, and indeed, been a while, you know, we've transitioned to this once-a-month podcast episode situation, uh, setup, platform, but, of course, we're killing it on YouTube, I'll just go ahead and say that, killing it on YouTube, getting out all of these spoiler reviews for She-Hulk, House of the Dragon, DJ's gonna be cranking out Rings of Power soon, and of course, we're gonna be doing some Star Wars and or weekly stuff too. I know we are only being able to find, you know, once a month to sit down for an hour-long podcast, but on YouTube, we are going to be you know, doing those five to six minute spoiler reviews for the Andor episodes as well. So I did make sure that I wanted to introduce that idea. So subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already for more exclusive content. I know so far I've been kind of taking the reins with House of the Dragon because that's my kind of thing. DJ will be taking the reins with Rings of Power because that's his kind of thing. But we might like flip-flop who does the Andor ones because Star Wars is equally our thing. So we might just go back and forward week to week. And speaking of DJ, DJ Foster is here at Rebel Scum Texan. He's back. He's your co-host that you've come to know and love. DJ, how's it going? What's up? Share. Share with the lovely peeps. Share. It's good. Uh, You know, a lot of good things. You know, my kid now knows how to play with lightsabers albeit it's an old cat toy that's that always is a great roughly, thing right there roughly yeah oh always absolutely <laughs> this cat toy is roughly this long it's a lightsaber but so she swings it around that's fun she took her stormtrooper with us today when we went and got lunch so she's got a little plush stormtrooper doll my wife got her at disneyland so that's cool um that's not the cool thing that happened to me though uh <laughs> If I'm being totally yeah, honest, absolutely. Go ahead and share away. This man. is actually a thank you to Caleb, is what this is. Because, and here's the funny thing. So I, I turned 28 this past week, uh, last Monday. So um, I am um, I'm 28 years old now. I'm that much closer to 30. My wife likes to round up and just say I'm 30. It's really <laughs> annoying, but it's fun. But um, no. Yeah, my, my birthday was last Monday, and um, Caleb, being the good friend he is, put a little birthday shout out for me on mando talks twitter and um but he did it and he wrote it in the style of all of mark hamill's birthday shout outs mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. shout out for no particular reason other than for being blah 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 you know all the nice <laughs> really things that. yeah i'm not gonna repeat anything you know because i'm not that mushy but <laughs> anyway he said at mark hamill did uh, i do this right mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah mark hamill replied Gave Caleb a thumbs up and yeah. gave me a, a, a happy birthday, a birthday cake emoji. Sure. So, so Luke Skywalker is vaguely aware of, he's just fully aware of Mando talk. <laughs> he's yeah. also seen my goofy face from all of our uh, B- Book of Boba Fett, you know, uh, what Kenobi. Was, what yeah. Our the Boba Festivities. Yes. Our the prediction streams. Yeah. yeah. So, 
that is that is now a thing so mark hamill if you happen to be listening to this or watching this thanks man hey. <laughs> i don't know what else to say i woke up and i just had a bunch of smiles and i, I didn't i didn't know what else to say that's, that's you know? a pretty good birthday birthday present now you did see that tweet the day after your birthday i did but it's yes. a good little you know tying of the bow if you will i mean what a perfect way yeah. to wrap up birthday festivities than getting a birthday yeah, shout out from the absolutely. luke skywalker aka or not aka he's mark hamill and then he's aka luke skywalker but or that, the joker super cool. depending on who you ask that is true i had a i just yeah. had a really good feeling about sending that if i'm being completely honest <laughs> like the entire time because i put it on i think i tried to put it on everything you know twitter Instagram, Facebook, yeah. at Mando Talk on all of those platforms. Absolutely. I put it put it everywhere and I figured, okay, Mark Hamill's pretty active on social media. I, yes. I fully believe he's gonna see this somewhere. just like they say in Star Wars. Except I had a good feeling about this one and it, it happened. It happened. Han it was Solo. really cool. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Solo a Star Wars story. Makes I, a little too happen. I had a really good feeling about that and very appreciative of, of Mark Hamill. And really he does he does that quite frequently. So he shout does, out to yeah. shout out to Mark Hamill for taking the time to to make fans days. And he does it not just for DJ, but for many of many of folks. He does do it for a lot of folks. And I'd be lying if I hadn't tried to fish a birthday <laughs> shout out from him in the past. I didn't this year. Well, we got it done. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's weird, you know. I, my wife was like, How am I ever gonna top that? And I was like yeah. You not only can you not, but don't worry about it. And then my dad asked me, he goes, okay, how did he, how did he manage that one? Yeah. Like it was like, cause you know, cameo exists. My dad's sure. aware of cameo. So he, he, I think he may have thought it was a, a cameo situation. And, okay. and yeah. I was like, he just, he just sent a tweet out <laughs> and he was like, that's it. And I was like, I know it's, it's nuts, hey. you know? And it, it's just mind bottling to me. I just, I, I, can't really, you know, it's good stuff, fathom man. that it even happened. It's so. good stuff. I think there's one more plug we need to make before yeah. we get into our topic of, of this episode, which we are going to reflect on Rogue One, specifically in light of Andor coming this month. As you're hearing this podcast episode, we are officially in the month of Cassie and Andor premiering on Disney+, Plus, which is certainly exciting. But before Cassie and Andor premieres, you're actually going to see myself and DJ make an absolute fool of ourselves on a Star Wars sequel trilogy trivia. DJ, tell, yes. our, tell our audience about that. Well, there's this fantastic pod out there called Radio Rebellion. And if you're not following them or listening to them, you need to go give this guy a, a listen because he's incredible. Got a, a great love and knowledge of Star Wars, all things Star Wars. And and Caleb and I, we love all things Star Wars, whether it's Legends, New Canon, etc. So Radio Rebellion is just one of these other pods out there. It's a lot like us. And I got an invite probably two or three, nah, maybe not three months ago, like two months ago to be a part of the original trilogy trivia um, episode. And I couldn't make it work. I was just traveling and I was going to be out of town, so I couldn't do it. And I was like, well, you know, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And they said, well, here's what I'll do is the next time we do our sequel trilogy trivia, I'll give you a shout and see if you want to participate. Yeah. So they, they let, he let me know. And um, then, you know, there was one or two different people who could or couldn't do it. And I just said, just ask, ask Caleb. <laughs> and, you know, and they said, just drop in the Mando talk DMs. I was like, absolutely. You know, <laughs> and that was a twofold of, I didn't even ask Caleb, first sure. of all. 
I didn't even ask him if he was busy because I was like, he's not too busy for this. And so I said, do it. And uh, he said, okay. And basically, I'm the Palpatine in this scenario. And yeah, you just chopped strings, off, man. I did. You just chopped off Count Dooku's head. I feel so like Vader but that makes you Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah, it makes you Hayden Christensen in this scenario. So that. you should feel very proud. This is where the fun begins. It's true. That yeah. did not sound good at all. That did not sound good. <laughs> did you know that that's actually a quote from Han Solo in A New Hope? Yes, I do. Yeah. It was Good just stuff. borrowed. Yeah, and everybody gives Good it to stuff. Hayden, but it was actually Harrison Ford. Anyway, yeah. so I can't wait for that, out. though. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You know it's going to be embarrassing on my end, if I'm being quite honest, but it's all good. Good fun. You know what's sad is I can't remember what day that's going to be. 15th? September 15th, I think. That sounds right. Oh, we're horrible. <laughs> we're absolutely yeah, we're, horrible. We're, you know what? That's the thing is I have only watched Force Awakens at this point, and I need to watch... I need to watch it again, probably, and, uh, and well, run down some other stuff. You're beating me because currently I haven't watched any of the sequel trilogy. But oh. in, in preparation for this episode of Mando Talk, I certainly watched Rogue One. So I feel like that's a pretty As good, se- pretty good segue for us to yeah. get into tonight's topic or this month's topic. As we yeah. get ready for Cassie and Andor. And of course, you know, so I just said... You're going to hear mine and DJ's voice again on that Star Wars trivia podcast on September 15th. We believe it's that date. I'm sure DJ might be trying to figure out what that date is right now. 100%. But you're also (laughs) the next time on Mando Talk on the YouTube channel, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever. The next time you hear from us, it's actually going to be a spoiler discussion of like, I don't know, the first three or four episodes of Andor. So yeah, it's time for us to get into this time for us to share our preparations, our predictions, all things, all things Rogue One and all things Cassie and Andor. So I'll just kind of set up the, is it September 15th? No, September 17th. Oh, September 17th. I apologize for that. September 17th. Mark the calendars. Come and see me and DJ. At 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There you go. Come and see me and DJ either do well or in my case i know certainly i'll i'll do decent probably just decent but let's I'm get into suck. this <laughs> i'm gonna be terrible it's, i already know it it's all good let's get into this <laughs> so we watched rogue one and rogue one has been out in theaters for this past weekend they put it out in imax with yeah. this um kind of andor sneak peek i have honestly avoided all things andor now at this point this is the first time of any of the Disney Plus shows that I haven't read all of the all of the cast interviews. The only stuff that I have watched is the sizzle reel that they released like two years ago, the teaser trailer that they released like four Gosh. months ago, and then the official trailer that they released a couple weeks back. That's all I'm going into this show for, and if I'm being honest, I'm quite excited about that because yeah. I, I know nothing. I feel like I know nothing about what could be coming, and that excites me. So this is by far, once we get to the predictions, which admittedly might be one of the last things that we do in the episode, the least confident I have ever felt in predictions, and I'm so happy by that, though, because I think I'm just going to be pleasantly surprised as we go throughout this show. But anyway, Rogue One. We watched Rogue One. We did. I just wanted to share some general thoughts about Rogue One real quickly before we get into it. (laughs) General thoughts. Um... I took notes specifically in light of Andor. You know, I took notes on okay, how can yeah. how could this potentially connect to Cassian's story, things like that. But in general, I just wanted to say Rogue One, 
gosh, I still love that movie. I admittedly, it's not the movie that I throw on if I just want to if I want to explore or get away into the Star Wars galaxy. Rogue One is by far and definitely not my go-to, and it's probably since that's since that's the case, it might be my least watched. Disney era, at least, that's for sure, simply because it's just such a raw and real and passionate and gritty story that it doesn't necessarily just give you those great and happy feelings to where it's just a, oh, let me throw this one on in the background. You got to like fully, fully engage and fully focus with Rogue One. And because of that, I think that's why it's the least one that that I throw on Disney Plus whenever I get the chance. What about you, DJ? How often do you see yourself watching Rogue One? I don't actually really, I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched the whole thing before today, Yeah. but having said that, and I've publicly said this many times, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars film out of all of them. Out I mean, of all it, of them, every single Star Wars Prequels, original, all, of, all them, of them, all okay. of them, all of them. Fair and, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I know, and, and enough I, take. <laughs> I realize that is a hot take though. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it is, it is such a different film. But I, I personally, you know, my love for filmmaking came from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost like Rogue One was a love letter to the filmmaking fans who also love Star Wars. And that's how I view it. Because Gareth yeah. Edwards is an insanely amazing director. Mm-hmm. And you can say whatever you want about the behind the scenes turmoil. I don't care. It's it's Gareth's movie. Okay. That's the bottom line. It's that's how I feel about it. But um I love that movie so much. So, but having said that, I don't watch it a lot. And I think it's for some reasons you said, I really have to like sit down and watch it. It's kind of like, um, like Goodfellas in a way. Like I said, I sat down and watched Goodfellas last week or two weeks ago because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And of course, Ray Liotta passed away recently. And, and it was kind of one of those highlighted things on HBO max or hobo max as it's called in my family. Hobo Max. And yeah, it's my brother misread it one time and it's stuck. Nice. So hey, uh, I but, was today years old. And when I say today years old, I mean like two weeks today mm-hmm. years old. I didn't know HBO stood for home box office until yeah, two I, weeks I ago. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> anyway, but, carry um, on. <laughs> but it's like that where you get sucked into a movie and you can't help but just sit down and watch it. You yeah. know, a lot of people feel like Shawshank Redemption is that movie for mm-hmm. them, um, which I, it, totally get it but um having said all of that no my my like one i just turn on in the background most often is probably phantom menace okay um, i'm not surprised by that from yeah, you from I mean, you no and i know several kids in my church they'll they know i know the movie like mm-hmm. i had some i had because i am a student pastor i had the kids over my house a while back and and uh they were like they turned it on i didn't turn it on sure so they went to disney plus and turned it on and and i'm quoting it from the kitchen while I'm eating a steak, like I'm cutting up the steak and I'm eating it. And then, you know, boss Nass is talking like, you know, that guy's lines. I'm like, you don't, you know, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, I was like, I love that movie. So, but having said that, you know, uh, this comes back around to your, your initial thought about rogue one. Um, it, it is not the one I typically turn on in the background, but it is my favorite. It has remained my favorite. Mm. And there's a lot of reasons, I think, for that that I've shared in previous episodes. So anytime we've ever talked about Rogue One, I've, I've sure. you know, I've thrown those out there. Um, but something I think really cool worth mentioning about this past weekend is that Rogue One grossed a million dollars this past weekend. 
A million? A million dollars in just this past weekend. And it's a six-year-old huh. movie that you can watch on Disney Plus or on freaking TNT whenever they do a Star Wars hmm. marathon. I didn't know and that. I hadn't heard about I, that. I saw it. Someone posted it in a Facebook group. I mean, really? I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And, hmm. and um, I, I was like, are you, are you serious? A million dollars for a yeah. six-year-old movie. And I was like, you know what? I wish I could have contributed to that. I'm going to be honest. Have, I, I think I was out of town. this is not me taking away from the Rogue One film. Yeah, I think that number symbolizes more so the crave and the need that fans have for a Star Wars movie to get back in theaters. If that I'm being be honest, a good, I don't that think might be a good call. I think Rogue One's great, and it's it's a good enough film to get a lot of people to come out to watch again in IMAX. But if I'm if I'm a Disney Lucasfilm exec, I'm I'm looking at that numbers, thinking, okay, there's a dying itch for us to get back in theater. We need to yes. start pumping this out, but. That's just my opinion. That's a good, I think that's a great take. And it's it, it further shows us how desperately fans want Star Wars in the theater. You yeah. know? I mean, 100%. you think about those people who were in Canada who got to see parts of, or they, they watched Obi-Wan leading up to the finale. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's what it was anyway. And that should, that, in, that indicator plus the Rogue One indicator ought to tell us something. Definitely. Definitely. Well, let's get into the notes, okay? I took some notes of the Cassian Andor moments and maybe just different things that we could took, take from this film that we still love to this date uh, and apply to that Andor series. And DJ, I mean, unless there's any other thing that I'm missing over or glossing over as far as just general thoughts on the film, was there... Was there um, <laughs> you did it again. You did the... Uh, I, I, I gotta quit saying general the rest of this episode. You, I think you, we did get some response, though, as far as other people's thoughts on Rogue One to this date, six years later. You yeah, got, you yeah, got any of those that you want to read and share to the show? Absolutely. Okay, um, let's do so, that. Let's do that before we get into the Andor-specific yeah. stuff. Let's, you know, like we say, revisit Rogue One and share our love for that film first. Apologies Absolutely. for trying to move too quickly. I'm, I'm like the, the major domo. Apologies, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. So, um, you know, I've mentioned this on the show before. I run a Facebook group called Rebel Alliance uh, Theological Seminary, and it's mostly for memes, and I realize that. But whenever <laughs> new shows come out, we I always put up a spoiler thread, and we discuss all these new episodes. And, and today, you know, Caleb actually sent out a tweet about uh, Rogue One Thoughts six, six years later on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just basically copied and pasted into Facebook and and ran down, you know, just wanted to see what people in the group thought. And yeah. a lot of resounding just, oh, my gosh, I love this movie. And it's already been six years and yeah, and stuff like that. You know, you get a lot of stuff of like, oh, it's real solid. It's, it's a great film. And a couple of weird little things weird to me. Um but there's one one individual in the group said that the non-Jedi force user idea was weird. Hmm. Um, okay. And I, I kind of forgot about that. And then I had to think real hard about it. And I was like, I guess he's talking about Chirrut Mway. I think so. I think so. But he's not a force sensitive individual. Mm. He's a he's a guardian of the wills, which is something that right. Lucas set up before A New Hope ever even came out. I think that's something so, that, honestly, I think we may have... It may have been before you came on the show, but a debate okay. that we've had on Mando Talk before is how much in tune was Chi Root with the Force? 
I think sure. there's I think there's arguments to both sides, honestly. Okay. But I kind of like the That's idea fair. of of him just being so religious and connected to this idea of the force that the force just sometimes works in miraculous and mysterious ways. But that doesn't necessarily make him a force user. It's more so the force taking over that user rather than the user manipulating the force. If that makes sense, I don't know. I, what did, that, I think that makes sense. I look at it more in a religious sense where. There are individuals in the Star Wars galaxy who view the Force as their god right. or their religion. Yeah, and I and, think um, yeah. more Santeca at the beginning of Force Awakens. I think okay. there's something about him in like a visual dictionary or something that he's like it's like a church of of the Force almost. Or there's hmm. there's a tip there's an actual term for it that uh, I'm totally missing and, and dropping. Wow, the ball I didn't on, know that. There's there's definitely those ideas and ideology out there for sure in the galaxy well that that's really cool you know just another little point to you know build off of chiru but yeah i love chiru in way i wish that they would have saved donnie yen to oh, be like great. an actual jedi mm-hmm. but give him a, i was thinking about this day rewatching it give the guy a mask let him be an alien give him a lightsaber sure. it's all good you know yeah. no one will know the difference <laughs> um Someone else in the Facebook group said, and by the way, there's like 40 comments here. I'm not going to read all 40 comments. You know, call. There's no, there's no reason for that. Good but call. this individual said, I still believe it's one of the best of the 11 films he left out. Um, I think Clone Wars, so 12, Fair. but um, I always, I'm always giving love to the Clone Wars movie. That's okay. No one ever does. I'm one of those uh, that uh, doesn't I give know. love to that one. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I remember that theatrical release. It was a lot of fun. Um, and he says that it's right up there with five and six really well-made movies and i i really do agree with that i agree um, as well the man behind the mando talk theme jonathan Hare, um he revealed to me over the weekend because i got to spend the weekend with him traveling to oklahoma and back mm-hmm. and he told me that it's it's difficult for him to place rogue one above revenge of the sith mm, but agreed. He, his i think his ranking is revenge of the sith then rogue one man. and empire Man, you know, he 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 has it high on his list. I'm surrounded too. by people that uh, think very highly of Rogue One. <laughs> Do you not? Oh no, I, I think mean, very highly of it. I don't know well, if it's in my to top. I, mean, I don't know it's if it's probably in not my your top. top three. I don't no, know. If... I know you too well. It's not in your top three. Empire, Revenge, yeah, A New Hope, The yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah, I knew Force Awakens was in top five. I, I knew it. Rogue One might finish out my top five. That's a good top it five. Might. List, though. That's like a good guide to Star Wars is that top Man. five. There's so many days, too, though, where that where it changes. So many. I'm that way, too. There's days where I'm like, Mandalorian is the greatest thing in Star Wars. <laughs> sure. And there's other days <laughs> where I'm like, like, Jake Lloyd Anakin, there's no other Anakin. You know, I'm, I'm just that way sometimes. Yeah. So I totally. And then there's days where I'm like, Jar Jar Binks. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I do that sometimes. So I get you there. Well, you know, there's a lot of really good comments in here but mostly positive mostly positive about rogue one six years later yeah i i mean i wouldn't even if there's a split in the like it don't like it from this facebook group i'd Uh say it's 80 20 that i'm not surprised by that not surprised by that at all yeah and then for me you know final thoughts for me again yeah it's still one of my favorite movies it's a good one um it's one of my favorite movies plain and simple it's just a lot of it's a fun movie it's a very in 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 sight insightful and exciting yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of adjectives i could throw in there but Rogue sure. one's awesome <laughs> fair, enough. fair enough okay now let's dive deeper into this film that we are all in agreement is still great 
still good. But specifically with this deep dive, deep 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 dive, deep dive, deep dive. There's deep the dive. there's the phrase I'm looking for. With this deep dive into Rogue One, specifically, we're trying to draw out things that we can connect to Cassian Andor and his story coming up this month on Disney oh my Plus. Gosh. All right, here we hard go. To, hard to believe. I'm just going to go in order as far as when I wrote these notes down. It might not be linear order with the oh, film, but there are one things thing that, that I'd I like to of. point out. Okay, keep, I, okay. I have a little Rogue One shrine going on back here. Rightfully so. Got, it's very thematic. You see it. If you're not li- if you're not watching this on YouTube, you should be. You know, you should be first of all. <laughs> um, and by the way, all of our new subscribers. Uh-huh. Hi, hello. What you up, guys new are subs? Awesome. Thank yeah, you so you much are. for being here. Yeah, you are. But I got me a Shore Trooper. Mm, love that um, thing. That is, I love the Shore Trooper. It's such a cool design. I typically will choose it on Battlefront 2 when I play. Yeah. And then I've got a Cassian Andor Funko, a K2SO like Funko. Like it. And then my, my buddy Larry, shout out to Larry. Larry. Uh, he uh, got me this Disney Elite Cassian Andor figure, which mm. is weighs like a pound. It's heavy. It's really weird because he, he got a, a great deal on it. He, guy did not know what he had whenever he sold it to Larry. So, sorry, dude. But <laughs> that's actually all of my Rogue One stuff. That's it. Oh, except for I have the Rogue One album uh, on vinyl. I have the whole soundtrack oh, on vinyl. Nice. Very nice. That's a, that, that was a really cool get. Um, yeah. So, if you want that, you can actually buy it on the Disney shop. Well, there you it's, go. It's available there. It's really cool. <laughs> and then Mondo. Mondo Media did a release of it recently, mm. and they have a special thing for it too. But anyway, that's I just want to point all that out because I love my Rogue One stuff, and I just want to share it with everybody. There you go. Hey, plug it while you plug it, plug it when you can, plug it when you can. Absolutely. Okay, first thing that I took note on from Rogue One, stylistically, I think that Rogue One and Andor are going to be very similar. Uh, from the trailer alone with Andor, we've seen examples of wide shots. We've seen wide shots displaying the beauty of the galaxy, scale of objects, for example, locations, landmarks, star destroyers, etc. And that's something that you can kind of see in Rogue One. And so that was just the first big takeaway that I had is I think and or stylistically it's going to fit very well with Rogue One. And admittedly, still kind of thinking of Rogue One in general, there's a lot of people, and rightfully so, that believe Rogue One is the most beautiful film in the Star Wars franchise. And I would say so far with the what we've seen in the Andor trailer, Andor is already making a very strong case for the most beautiful Star Wars television show to date. So they're just lining up perfectly as far as stylistically. stylistically what do you think about that point? Anything else you want to add to that? Just that you're right, absolutely right. I think a lot of people are correct to say it's the most beautiful in, in scope as far as cinematography is concerned um, for a film in Star Wars. I just Wars. love the wide the wide shots. Like you just yes. get a general sense of the scale of how massive the Death Star is. I said it again. Golly, <laughs> how massive the Death Star is in relation to the planet, uh, in relation to the Star Destroyer. And, and yeah. I just I get those senses especially with that that shot of that star destroyer flying over the landscape and the like the first shot of the andor trailer i just yes. get that sense that they're really wanting to make the galaxy feel massive in this thing and and i'm i'm here for that for sure yeah i think that the political scope you know lends itself to those types of shots yeah. because 
we're getting into a different political landscape than really what we've seen in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Hints of it in really, there's only been hints of it in the post Disney era. You know, we get a little bit in a new hope, right? What that was like. And then I guess if you really want to dig into the deleted scenes of Revenge of the Sith, yeah, but there's still a 19 year gap there. Mm-hmm. And it's really been filled in quite a bit in really fun ways that allow for these kinds of moments that we're going to see. Like you mentioned the star destroyer flying overhead, because there is a one part balance, I think with the story where it's very, very much um, fixated on the political landscape of star Wars. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when I say political, I mean, in the realm, uh, in the world of star Wars, not necessarily in our world. Um, but also, you know, there's this the invasion side of things. You know, I think a lot about the Roman Empire when I think about the Empire and Star Wars because they're not very dissimilar. Um, so for me, I think that those shots that you've mentioned really lend itself to that in a very weird and roundabout way. But yeah. still, you know, I mean, I think I think we can see where I'm coming from there. I definitely see it. I definitely see that for sure. Okay, next point. Cassian's introduction just the the teases of dirtiness in that one scene where he just kills that dude yes i I think that's a definite connection and tie-in to the things that the rebellion expects from their spies from from their i don't know just their people from their peeps from their peeps they expect them to get down and dirty and Cassian definitely does so and Cassian's facial expressions shout out to Diego Luna by the way in this scene but the facial expressions after killing the guy you can definitely tell he's been through some things and has definitely seen some things so we're gonna see him go through those things in this series which is very exciting very exciting what did you think of Cassian's intro in Rogue One his introduction in Rogue One I think is the number one key to understanding who Cassian is in the Andor series Mm -hmm. Um, because of that grittiness. You think it's the number one thing? I do. Okay. Truly. And I actually did write that down earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And really I, I I may come back to this later, so I'll say it now, but I'm going to read it word for word as I, as I wrote it, but the key to understanding Cassian Andor um, is going to be in the, in not just this scene, but the interrogation scene on the base of Yavin. Okay. And everything that leads up to Galen Urso's death in Rogue One. Fair. Everything that leads up to that, that's what you have to know about Cassian. Yeah. In order for this series to to make sense to you, mm. I think. Fair. Um, but his introduction as a whole... I love that scene. It shows us exactly who Cassian is and it gets to the point. It's great. So good. And just to further that point real quickly is the fact that, and you kind of alluded to it um, on Yavin, he's instructed to kill Galen Urso. Yes. And he's, he's going to do it. He plans to do it. And I think he fights with that though. Oh, for sure. I mean, up until the moment, and I think that's even leave. I think that's a later a note that I later have. So, but I think with my note that I have, we we dive into it a little bit differently. But I think what helps him come to this realization or st- internal struggle, obviously, is Jen. I think he would have easily yes. just shot Galen had he not met Jen. Yeah, the the element of family being involved mm-hmm. automatically makes it way harder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, funnily, funnily enough, I think of the movie The Pacifier with Vin Diesel. 
Okay. Because because he's not just caring for anybody. Uh-huh. It's not just a hostage ex- exchange or a get them out of the bad situation. He has to care for these people. Yeah. And and I cannot believe I'm comparing Diego Luna <laughs> to Vin Diesel right now, but you know Cassian <laughs> has to be kind of like that. He has to make sure that Jen is at one point not going to interfere with what he has to do, uh-huh. but. I, he does develop a care for her. Oh. I think person also platonically, I'm sure. not shipping them. Okay. But you know, I think that that's something that really comes about where there is this um, almost like, you know, brother, sisters in arms kind of deal. Yeah. And I really like that. Absolutely. Next point that I have here. So, so, so disappointed that we're not going to see our boy K2SO. Uh, don't, but don't bring that up, man. But, 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 but. In light of the recent news that season two is going to cover four years, one thousand percent sure he's coming in season two. So we yes. don't have to we don't have to be massively disappointed. And yeah. with that in mind, I'm actually more. I don't know. I say this now. Now that we're a month away or less than a month, once you hear our lovely voices, I'm I'm excited about a just an Andor not with a K2SO attached to his hip story i'm excited to see where that goes but i i will miss alan tuddick's performance yes. and delivery as uh k2so really really enjoy don't forget though droid. he did he did say he was coming back for season two right right he so he has confirmed it well he i, think I mean he star wars star wars news network reported yeah. that like over a year ago i think you're right um so you know we know k2 is coming in season mm-hmm. two it the season two will be k2 season the the Season season K2. two of K two season season K two S like two K two yes all right whatever Something like that. <laughs> I'm trying to make a little joke I can't think of it but you're right Alan season Tudyk, two will be K twos <laughs> it will be it'll be K two season straight up no I I agree with you about Alan Tudyk he he is the best and yeah. he when you watch Rogue One he is the sole Oh yeah, he, I mean K two is kind of the the funny soul of the movie. Oh, and you sense it as soon as he you know grabs Jen and slams her down and yeah. says, uh, "Stop!" Basically, like stop resisting. You're trying to stop resi- We're stop saving you or something yeah. like that. Yeah, C- congratulations. You are. Yes, being, oh, that's let, it. Let me see if I can't that's put it. on my British accent. Uh oh. Congratulations, you are being rescued. Please do not resist. That was a little too C three PO. Blue Harvest bricks, please. Roast this man. Please yeah, roast him. Hey, by the way, be. you can roast him in Discord. That link is in the description wherever you're wherever you're it's listening true. to this. Okay. Be roasted on most platforms. <laughs> that fair. Fair. <laughs> We've all been roasted on on many uh, platforms. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> okay, next point here that I've got. Oh boy. Cassian has to make a massive impression on the rebellion in order to be in the same room as Mon Mothma. I mean, come on. We've got to see him really get through the ranks quickly in this Andor series for him to even be able to breathe the same air as Mon Mothma, Bell Organa, and, and those type of individuals in the Rebellion. Yeah. They, they really got to think highly, very highly of Cassian. And I think ultimately that's what season one is going to be all about is just showing how he climbs those ranks so quickly and how he's so skilled and talented in the things that he does. Ooh, I don't know if it'll happen in season one. Okay. I think, I think we yeah. might get into predictions there. I'll save that for later. Save that. That's for fair. Later. Okay, you know what? I'll save that too. But 
I think you make a great point about him in Rogue One in that he is Bale and Mon Mothma's boy. Like, mm-hmm. that's the guy, you know? Like, you need – I don't even know how to put it. Like, he uh, – like, that's it. That's their SEAL Team 6, you know? Like, yeah, that's their ultimate, you know, warrior to get their, their stuff done. And Cassian's great at that, yeah. clearly. I mean, he has no problem capping a dude in an alley, obviously. <laughs> no. I mean, it's just that's the point I'm trying to make here, and that's what we're going to see in the Andor series. But what's awesome about Diego Luna's portrayal of him is, you know, thinking about the trailer a little bit, and even with these political elements like you mentioned, we're going to see him just resent the Empire so much. Yeah, we are. That it's going to get us to what we see in uh, Rogue One, which is just really cool to think about also 100%. quick sidebar i don't know if you plan on bringing this up or not okay bail organa yeah rogue one, mm-hmm. it, it, rogue one do you have this later on maybe i bring don't know up? i don't know okay well i'm bringing it up now okay do uh, it bail organa has exactly what three scenes in the whole of rogue one yeah uh comes out of the shadows in yeah. the first half and in the back half we see him twice uh-huh. and when he has this conversation with mon mothman he goes your friend the Jedi right immediately thinking of Kenobi thing from Kenobi. And I never thought Kenobi would hit me in the middle of Rogue one. Like it did. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, it was, it was, and even Vader stuff too. I mean, yeah, it's it's so so cool to think about. We we may come back on that later. I just wanted to throw that in right now. We definitely might, but I do. I mean, coming up quick here, actually, Speaking of Mon Mothma, though, can't wait to see her start building this rebellion. We definitely have those yes. teases of of her form, formulating that idea. But that gets me to Bail Organa. Uh, he's a pretty important piece, from what we know, yes. canonically, of the start of the rebellion. So the question that yeah. I have is, our boy Jimmy Smith's going to make another appearance? Because I feel like, he, at least from the canon that we know of to date, he almost has to show Yeah, he up. didn't have a choice. Yeah, he didn't have a choice. All right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, we get him in Rogue One. We get him in Rebels. We get him in Revenge of the Sith, you know, and even Kenobi now. So it doesn't make any sense to have a story of the Rebellion being built without him. Mm-hmm. Because who were your top three Rebellion builders from Revenge of the Sith deleted scenes? Mon Mothma, yep. Bail Organa, and Padme freaking Amidala. Yep. Okay. Shout out to the queen. And All I right. Think, so I think Andor is the creators are so well aware of that scene too. And I yes. think they I think they're gonna make a point to almost kind of recreate it, but make it better in a sense. So yeah, it'll can't de- wait for that. It'll decanon the sure. deleted scene. And it'll and I mean that like in a not in like a bad way, right? In just a way that's like I think it's great. Here's what it is. Yeah. And this is what we needed to get to. You know, that that kind of deal. Absolutely. All right. I think that was my Bell Organa note that I just, I kind of expect to see him show up at this point. I, I do too. I mean, it's why not? Season one, eventually. He's already committed to Kenobi. That made sense in the story, but also it, it make I would say, I would argue it makes even more sense that he needs to be there at the start of the rebellion for sure. But, I agree. Unless Diego Luna's character is from where trans, trans uh, what's it called, in, in Mon Mothma's planet. Trangilla, Tran- oh, Ooh, man. yeah, I don't know off the top. Of my I don't head. remember. I'm gonna Google it and then maybe shout it out later. There but you go. There I you gotta go. find out. All right, my next point with Saul Guerrero being officially confirmed for Andor. Is there a chance we're on the we're on the same we're on the this appearance train? 
this is kind of after I thought of Bail Organa, could he be appearing? I went to the next. Okay, it's could, a good train to could this on. could this character yeah. be appearing? With Saul being confirmed for Andor, is there a chance for a young Jen appearance? And not necessarily just a look at her, but maybe an a dialogue allusion to her, like when Saul's talking with I, I'm blanking on Stellan Scars Luthen. I think Stellan Skarsgård's character is called Luthen. Uh, when he's having that conversation with Luthen in the trailer, mm, yeah. could it potentially come up that he currently has this young girl that he's watching over for Galen Urso, the guy that they're taking? No, I don't think that would make sense. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of brainstorming as I say this, but basically, Jen, young Jen Urso make an appearance, yes or no? No. Okay. I, and no, I agree, it's, it's I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that. But I just I wanted to make sure to see if that was a possibility that you saw. No, and it's it's definitely a possibility I can see, yeah. but it makes zero sense for Cassian's story, and it'll make all the shippers feel really uncomfortable. Yes, it would. So let's well, let's. They like would be the same age. This would that. be around the same age. Would they be? Yeah. Are they are they the same age? Are they not? No, they're not. I think Cassian's a good. How how much older is he than Jen? Well, this Come actually on, fact check me. Yeah, let's... because I feel like if they're uh, if they're close in age, and maybe Stellan Skarsgård's character is having that conversation with Saul whenever we see Cassian at a young age in the show, it could line up. Okay, so Cassian Andor is supposed to be twenty six in Rogue One. Okay, which I had him pegged to like thirty six, <laughs> uh, but I think Jen's like twenty or nineteen. Okay, so it's. 21. So it's not, it's okay. not that weird. I don't, I it's, don't fi- think... it's a five year difference, sure. but that's fair. I think I'm looking at like young Jen is who we saw as like a 10 year old. Right. Right. And I can't imagine Cassian being, Oh crap. He actually might be a 15 year old in the show. Yeah. With what we've seen in the trailers. Oh man. Now I'm questioning myself. That's, I think that's why I put it, but I still, I still agree that I don't think she shows up. Well, but it's not of her course, show. Right. Of course, with the Rogue One creators involved, I figured, you know, maybe they want to make a connection to this character. I can see them making a connection. I personally rather would see, not even rather, I think it's more likely yeah. that Bale and Shirut, not Bale, um, Shirut and um, what's oh. the other guy's name? Baze. 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 Malbus. Malbus. Yeah. Baze Malbus. Yeah, I think stuff. those two, I think those two come back I love before. Them. Jen Urso does Absolutely because they're love just, him. and maybe a return to Jedi. I don't know. We'll there see. you go. Okay, my last appearance question, Director Krennic, yes or no? Ben Mendelsohn's phenomenally Possible. acted and performed director. <laughs> I love, I love that character. I want more. Honestly, I just he, wish that I could get that shot of him walking through the water with that cape. Oh, I know that was a deleted scene. Part of that yeah. whole crazy behind the scenes stuff that yeah. went on. Uh, that nobody really knows it. anything about. <laughs> I love that shot. I love that shot. I, remember I wish I could get watching... that shot honestly framed and, and put you up on the wall. You probably could. You probably Such a could. cool shot. Love it. I'm, anyway, I'm sure Director Krennic, yes or no, in the show? Very possible. I think so, too. I think it's very possible. I think it's more likely than Tarkin. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I can see Tarkin potentially okay. making a, a, a at least a mention, Yeah, you know, by name, but... I think, more likely. I think if we get Krennic, it's at it's it's at the end of the se- season. Oh, set up a season two situation. Yeah, set up a season two. 
That'd be kind of neat. I like that. I mean, that or, would be good to go and coincide with a K2SO appearance. Another idea that I had, because I think later in my notes, I just asked the question of, oh, actually, no, I'm going to hold on to that one. There's a tease. Okay. Stick around for the uh, episode, guys. Stick around. I like it. Keep listening. I like it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving away from the appearance se- uh, segment there. Yeah. Cassian is definitely not a massive believer in the Force. He kind of displays that whenever he's imprisoned at Saul Guerrero's camp. Uh, There's kind of like a comment about, you know, he doesn't really rely on the four. Yeah, Yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. He acknowledges it, but he's not concerned with it at all. Um, Which leads it lends itself for me at least to a no force user series. I kind of want that personally. What say you? No, you you don't want any forced users. None. Hmm. Well, we did just get a lot in Obi Wan, right? And I want this little... to be so dirty and gritty and down to earth, and it just feels like okay. If we were in the Star Wars galaxy, this is where we would be. This is what we would be having. That's to, probably having true. to go through. So, with that said, I don't want any force users in this one. It's not that I. I mean, that's. The fine take i'm not gonna argue with you because you don't want that but i will i will say that it would be odd to not have mention of the force oh keep in mind there will be a mention of it for sure yeah and and i think anybody would have to be crazy to say otherwise but Mm -hmm. remember we do see clones in the trailer which could potentially lead to a order 66 situation Hmm. and so um, I mean, they did it in Obi Wan. Made sense in Obi Wan. Uh, it didn't. It made zero sense, in my opinion, for Book of Boba Fett. But they still did it. <laughs> they're uh, doing it in everything. <laughs> yeah, and they and Bad Batch kind of. And there's I still people out there it, that yeah. want more. They, there's people out there that want an Order sixty six movie. I just think. <laughs> oh gosh, you know that's a good. That'd be a good fan movie, honestly. Yeah, I think a good fan made movie would be an Order sixty six movie. But um, hey, if you, you want know, that, I, I'm not trying to come at you, but I. I feel like we get enough Order 66 content. I like seeing more of Order 66 uh-huh. um, just because it adds to the scope of of the downfall of the Jedi and yeah. the rise of the Sith, mm. you know, and, and that's really what we're dealing with ultimately here in Andor is the rise of the Sith. And you don't get the rise of the Sith without the death of the Jedi. And so once you get through all of that, you know, overarching stuff, you then get down to Cassian Andor. Now, they probably won't, you know, dissect that a ton, but it's important, I think, to at least mention and remember. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I don't think that you can, anybody could say otherwise to that. I I think that you have to at least acknowledge that it's there before you can move past it. But to say that there won't be a Force user, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll take a 50-50 split on it. Okay. I I just, you know, I'm not against it. I'm not for it. And I... And if it happens, great. If it doesn't, I'm not going to be upset because I don't necessarily expect it. Yeah, I guess. But okay. it'd be fun. It'd I like that. Be fun. I like that for sure. All right, here we go. Jin, in my opinion, pulls the good out of Cassian in this film. Can we agree totally, on that? Totally agree. Do we see the rebellion demands and stresses make Cassian have severe internal demons then to kind of get him to this point? What do you mean? Can you, can you like, flesh that out a little bit? Because he makes these decisions that you could argue, you could make an argument that uh, maybe he's not as good as you think, you know? Um, I mean, 
some people could say that. Especially I mean, the I beginning. Can see where you the beginning that. of the movie when he kills the dude. You're like, okay, are are, are, are the rebellions are the is the Rebel Alliance really good? What's going on here? <laughs> but yeah. but like if Jin's pulling the good out of Cassian, then there's got to be bad in there and where does he develop this bad or at least this internal clashing that he's dealing with? That's kind of what I'm getting at. You see, you see what the question is kind of geared toward? Yeah, okay. I, I do now. I think, you know, whatever Cassian I was trying to has, get really deep and philosophical with that one. <laughs> no, and I, that's why I needed it. You know, I, I love philosophy. I just need it dumbed down for me. That's, the, hey. that's a fun, that's a true fact about me. I, I do actually enjoy philosophy. I think it's fun, but uh, I need it. I need it in layman's terms most of the time. I will say that um i think whatever inner demons cassian deals with is yeah. a result of his past as a kid and teenager mm. mm-hmm. um, we good. know he's five years older than jen which would make now him <laughs> now yeah now we do but you know um you know puts him at like 15 at the beginning of rogue one uh-huh. give or take and that's kind of the beginning of andor is what i'm assuming um, oh. Or at least in flashbacks, if that kid yeah. in that trailer is actually oh one thousand percent, it's in one thousand percent. I mean, if it's not, oh well. But like, yeah, we got something wrong. Up. What's new? Whatever, you know, we get stuff wrong every episode. So every pre- except that one time with the sand people on the speeders. But <laughs> speeders. I will, I will always, always bring that back. <laughs> Fair. Anyway, oh man. But regardless, um, no, you know, I, I can see where you're at. If yeah. it happens in that re- in that respect, I'm uh-huh. not. It's not like for me. I am very open to what they have yeah. for this ep- for this series. Sure. Because and I was that way with Mandalorian. I was very open to what they had because, I mean, the very beginning of Mando, they were like no Boba, and I was like okay, but he still looks like <laughs> Boba. I can live with that. And then they brought in Boba. Yeah. And with Cassian, it's like we have Rogue One, so it's like they don't bring in Jenner. I don't want them to bring in Jenner. So, like hypothetically, mm-hmm. oh wait, Jenner Urso's here. Cool. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna be, you know, upset about that as long as it doesn't doesn't disrupt canon. You know, that's kind of where I kind of am, am gonna land. I think at the end of the day, I get it. I absolutely get it. No, I I like that response. Like I said, I was really just kind of getting trying to get deep with that one, uh, but I do think we'll at least see, like you said. Things that Cassian goes through as a kid, I think that's really going to be what has I, I has massive that. impact. And also then, basically, that's his informing of every decision that then continues out throughout the show. He's acting in response yeah, I to mean, that. I mean, yes and no, because, you know, you said something a minute ago, like maybe what the Rebellion has him do is what makes him so cynical. Mm. You didn't say those exact words. That's just what I Along the lines, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. Okay. And I think that what you just said is his, the moments that he has as a kid make him cynical. Okay. And that's why he does what he does for the rebellion. Yeah. Okay. So I'm starting to think, you know, as we're kind of talking this out, I think what happens to him as a kid just makes him hate the empire so much that he's willing to do things that the worst, that tiptoe that, that line of, and is he really acting good or acting bad almost in a sense? Yeah, I I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. I think we're starting to get there. Our wheels are turning. Wheels are turning. All right, next up, this was a massive dialogue scene uh, for Diego Luna and Cassian Andor, of course, is following Galen's death when he gives some insight regarding, you know, his background to Jen. So I'm just going to read these quotes. 
you're in shock and looking for a place to put it. I've seen it before. Let me pause there. That tells me that he's going to see some see some things go down in the Andor series for sure. That because he's seen this reaction out of other people, he, there people are looking to put blame somewhere else. We're going to see that happen, at least in my opinion. Uh, I had orders. Orders I disobeyed, but you wouldn't understand that. We're going to see Cassian do some orders that uh, maybe he doesn't feel confident in doing, but he still does them. That's kind of my interpretation with that quote. Uh, We don't all have the luxury of deciding when and where we want to care about something. Suddenly, the rebellion is real for you. Man, I need to do a better job of writing. Some of us live it. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. (laughs) That's That's my quote, man. That hurt the ears. (laughs) That's my quote. I love that quote. Uh, You're not the the only one who lost everything. Yeah, that's definitely going to connect to his childhood. Unfortunately, I have a feeling. Yeah. Uh, Some of us just decided to do something about it. I think that directly connects to what we were just saying. Yeah. He has decided to act in that way, you know, towing that line because of the things that he has gone through and he's just made that decision. Other people don't make that decision, but Cassian is willing to make that decision. What are your takeaways? I kind of paused after each quote to kind of give my thoughts on it, how it would connect to Andor as I went, but anything you want to add? I mean, I thought the same thing when I watched it today. It was just like watching that scene go down. I was like, this is his childhood. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean it. I meant it when I said earlier that that scene in the alley is kind of our best indication of what Cassian's going to be like in this show. When I said that, I meant in the role of a spy. Okay. Sure. Kind of forgot about him being a kid. Not going to lie to you. Because <laughs> um, I'm just like, Diego Luna, Diego Luna, Diego Luna. Like, I, lo- I love Diego Luna. So it's like, come on, you know. But um, I think this is a good indication, the best indication from Rogue One. Uh huh. I mean, it's literally the only indication as to what his childhood was like. 100%. And he says he's in the fight since he was six years old. We're going to watch his parents die, guys. I think so, too. Yeah. And it's just like. Well, isn't that confirmed at this point? I don't know. Is okay. it? I don't know. I mean, if, I it, just if read, it wasn't, that's great. You okay. Know? I've read rumors. Actually, you okay. know what? I don't want to say it because I don't want people that are trying to avoid all things and or I don't want you to be spoiled with something. I've just heard things regarding Cassian might see some see some bad stuff go down as a child. But we've definitely teased that with just our general comments as we've gone throughout this show. Yeah, I mean, they did it with Mando. I mean, what's the what, right. what's different about this? Fair. Very fair. I'm just just saying. I just can't get over the fact that he's 26 years old in Rogue One. He looks <laughs> like he's 40. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Diego. I'm 28. You gotta... <laughs> you know, you're, aren't you 26, Caleb? Yeah, I'll, I am. Yeah, see, you're the same age as Cassian and Rogue There's One no right way. now. No shot. You don't shot. look 40. You no don't look shot. 40. He looks 40. I'm just saying, I can't get over that, man. Yeah, that oh, is gosh. that. That doesn't line up. That doesn't. No, you. Up. But you asked me about those quotes. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. let me try to steer the back to that. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. the I'm the one who puts us on the rabbit trail. <laughs> I realize that. Okay. Uh, to all of our listeners, I'm sorry. You, that's why some of y'all are just out there like, man, DJ, shut up. I know. I'm sorry. But anyway, no. Um, these quotes are great, of course. But I've said this before. The one and my first time on Mando Talk, I said this. The reason I love Cassian yeah. is that line. I've been in the fight since I was six years old. Yeah. It transcends the story of Cassian Andor. Sure. 
and comes out into the Star Wars world where so many of us have loved Star Wars since we were kids. Yeah. And then for me, you see people hop on the bandwagon because, <laughs> oh, I think Pedro Pascal is sexy. Well, that's <laughs> that's great, but hey. you clearly only watch it for one thing. And half the time, it's not even him in the suit. I'm going to get off that train right now. Man. Uh, but, All right. Well, I'm going to take a different approach. I welcome anybody in the train. If you want to become a Star Wars fan because you think Pedro Pascal is sexy, by all means, become that's a, a Star Wars fan. That's a stupid reason to become a Star Wars fan. No. Nah, that's a stupid reason. great reason. <laughs> anyway, no, great dialogue, great scene, great moments. Diego Luna's delivery, top notch, and I expect nothing less uh, once we actually see the Andor show. Okay, next point. Jin says, rebellions are built on hope. Of course, that's a quote that Cassian said earlier in the film. But yes. something that I made note here is when she says that, Mon Mothma and Bell Organa immediately give a subtle look at each other. And so I just put beside this, why? And so this might just be crazy theories here. I think it's possible that we could see this quote, rebellions are built on hope, somehow represented in this show, and maybe it's the rallying cry to that starts this whole thing. Maybe it's just a phrase that Mon Mothma and Bale and everyone kind of behind the scenes in the rebellion share with each other. They Just in passing, hey, instead of may the force be with you, it's, hey, rebellions are built on hope. And that's just kind of how they say deuces to each other. I don't know. I'm I'm getting really speculative with that one. What do you think about that possibility, DJ? What are you trying you to do said, over there? <laughs> you said that, and I so I ran to Disney Plus because <laughs> <There you go. laughs> because I had to come watch this deleted scene called Seeds of the Rebellion from Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. When you said rebellions are built on hope, uh huh. The first thing I thought of was. Okay, is that something Padme maybe says that we missed or something? Oh, um, and I'm sitting wild. here. What? Yeah, I'd be absolutely insane if they did that. But um, I'm watching it, and they are not really like referencing that at sure. all. As I'm sitting here, I mean, they're really just talking about the Chancellor here a whole lot. Right, but right, right. To the credit of what you're asking, um, the fact that they do go and look at one another in that moment—it's just so immediate. That's what threw me off about it. I think that their their point is that they are trying to oh man I don't know I think that they want to how do I put this in in when they wrote in and shot Rogue One I think that they were were making a point to say look it's all coming together gotcha yeah and I think that's why they did that and it was also a nod to the fans watching as like a hey rebellions are built on hope <laughs> right I mean, right it right, sets right. up the line for leia at the you're end probably of the movie. right you're probably right i'm just I'm you not, know i know that we can dig into that a little bit because that's the great thing about films and, and mm -hmm. this media is that we can always come back around and reinterpret certain things especially in a world where it's constantly building towards something right you know we keep adding to the story and the structure and because of that it really lends itself to what they're trying to accomplish yeah. Um, with the canon and with everything. So it makes perfect sense that you would think that. I'm, I'm not at all surprised that's something that you would consider or think of. You know, I think it makes absolutely perfect sense that you would say, is there more to that? Yeah. And I, 
I, for now, I will say yes, there is more to Hey, happen. I would love it. I would just love that subtle connection, you know, the the seeds that, that just go on, go on throughout. All right, my next point, we won't spend long on this, but I just wanted to let everybody know I learned something new watching Rogue One, a Star Wars story, this go around. Why am I just now learning that uh, they make an announcement for General Syndulla to come to the you briefing didn't room. know that I did not know that I knew did Chopper. You see Chopper. I knew Chopper was seen, but did I did not know. Yes, I've seen. I've seen the ghost. I've seen Chopper, but I did not know that Hera was specifically announced Dude. on the intercom until this watch. How'd you miss that? You learn something new every time. You learn something oh, new every time. I, I feel so so sorry for you that you've gone this hey, long I like without it. knowing that knowledge. I'm glad that I just now learned because oh, it just well, gives okay. me an opportunity to enjoy that that watching compared to other that's times, great. I guess. I mean, that's <laughs> great that you finally found it. I'm actually just now looking. I'm looking at this scene over uh -huh. here on my other screen because uh, I want, want to see this quick look that they give each other. Boom. I got you. You're right. They it's straight up soon, do look right at each as other. Soon I mean, as she says Mon Moth is like, she said it. She said it. It's, right. it's working. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because There's something it, to just that. Okay, just think about it, guys. In a normal conversation, you don't just immediately both at the same exact time have the same exact look on your face when somebody says rebellions are built on hope. That's not a thing. You, you don't You don't act that way. <laughs> that wasn't mentioned in Obi-Wan, was it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, here's what they're going to do with that scene. Okay. They're going to take that scene... And they're gonna w wiggle it into Andor in some way that it that it like it permeates throughout the series, mm. and so they're gonna say it to one another, and it's gonna get passed down, and then eventually Cassian's gonna say it to Jen, and Jen's gonna say it to a room full of people. And I think cool. that because Cassian's this inner circle, yeah, uh, with with Mon Mothma and the upper level generals and admirals of right. the rebellion and bail and all that. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something to that, that I don't know. It just speaks to this scene a little bit in we'll some see. way or another. We shall I sure see. hope so. I sure hope so. All right. Well, I've got two more points. And since we want to hit predictions, just we'll probably hit predictions really quickly, but since we are kind of getting to our hour mark, but I got two more points for us to dive into here. The next thing that I have written is this quote from Cassian. This is when he agrees to go with Jen to Scarif. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Spies, saboteurs, assassins. Everything I did, I did for the rebellion. And every time I walk away from something, I wanted to forget. I told myself it was for a cause that I believed in. A cause that was worth it. Without that, we're lost. Everything we've done would have been for nothing. I couldn't face myself myself if I gave up now. I think this is, again, more dialogue that connects to the things that we've been discussing. He does these things for the rebellion that he admittedly knows toes that line. And I feel like that's the phrase of this episode because I've said it so many times. But in a general sense, this rebellion cause gets started by towing that line and doing just enough to stay on the good side, but getting really close to getting really down and dirty and into business. 
but that's what starts it all. And I think these quotes kind of finalize that from Cassian, that everything he did, he did for the rebellion. And every time he would walk away from something he wanted to forget, he told himself it was for a cause that he believed in. I think that perfectly sums up his motives and the motives that we're eventually going to see in this Andor show. What say you? I say yes. Yes. I say absolutely. I mean, he he's everything he's done has led to this moment. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of times in movies we see this, but let's just like abandon movie world real quick and adopt this is the world we live in. We people live for these kinds of moments where like when you can live in a moment and say, everything I've done is built to this. Mm-hmm. And I think that occasionally that ha- happens in all of our lives. Maybe yeah. I would hope so. Um, but when you see that with, with Cassie and it's really cool because it does crescendo, if you will, to that moment where he's like, everything I've done, everything has led to this. This is, yeah. I mean, and you know, maybe the ghost of Cassian's like, what the heck? There's a second death star, but like, <laughs> but still, when you look at rogue one and a new hope side by side, you're like, Everything he did, right. laid it out there, and I I love that. I think that's another reason why I love Cassian so much. But absolutely, I, I think you're absolutely right, and okay. uh, that'll definitely we'll see that building in Andor yeah, as the seasons go by. And that actually kind of connects to my final point here is that I sense Cassian's ending in this film in Rogue One will feel even more poetic once we see everything he's actually been through with the rebellion, rather than just kind of hearing allusions to it through conversation we're actually going to physically get to watch and see the things that he has to face and internally battle and things like that that he kind of summed up in that in that comment that we just discussed that he was saying to Jen before we went to Scarif I really enjoyed just doing that man that I feel like I am prepared for Andor at this point we did secretly we kind of just did a deep character dive there just from Rogue One We, a little bit, and what sucks is that we have almost a month before it comes out. That's well, hey, when people are hearing this, we have less than a month. That's so true. get we hyped. Have, we, have le- we have less than a month than what I said five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to find me a Rogue One something t-shirt or whatever before this. I've actually bought, this is really sad, I've bought a t-shirt for every uh, series uh-huh. that's premiered except book of boba fett that's the only one i didn't buy a t-shirt for i need to go the, i gotta get me a boba fett shirt now i guess the I only bought, one that i haven't bought for is kenobi i got okay then we balanced each other out because yeah. i have the kenobi i bought a cheap kenobi shirt though it actually is starting to ruin every time i put in the dryer <laughs> so i'm like really careful when i wear it now hey. super huge bummer on that Oh well. I'll let you guys know which one to not <laughs> buy on Amazon if you follow me on Twitter. How about that? There you go. <laughs> at Rebel Scum Texan. At Rebel Scum Okay. At Mando Talk. Let's finish the show uh, with predictions. I won't dive too deep into these because I've just tried to prepare four of them. Like I teased at the top, I feel like I know nothing going into this show, and that has me very excited. Even though we know the character of Cassian Andor meets his death in Rogue One, I still don't know where this thing could go, and I'm just so pumped by that. So I can just go ahead and read all four of mine if you want, if you want me to, DJ. That's great. Okay. First prediction, the first episode, specifically in the first episode, 
focuses on Cassian's childhood, discovery of an evil empire, and my prediction is that we see the death of his real parents. All of that in the first episode. Any thoughts on that before I move to the next one? Yeah, I'd say it's not the first episode, but it's spread out over multiple episodes. Okay. Similar to Mando. Respect. I respect that. Yeah. Second Which either prediction. one's fine. Yeah. I, no, I agree. Either one's it's fine. Not, not just, a problem. <laughs> I think we're definitely seeing all three of those at some point. I'm just trying to, you know, be risque and say first episode. Impactful. There you go. All right, then. <laughs> all right. Second prediction. And, okay, again, this could be derailed. If this particular actor has said something in the press to tease that his character is coming back in season two. But again, I haven't read this stuff going into the show like I've done for previous shows. So I might already be wrong, but I put second prediction was that Luthen dies. Uh, That's Stellan Skarsgård's character. But again, I can't remember or recall if Stellan Skarsgård has said, hey, we're fixing to shoot season two. If he has said that, then that prediction's way off. But. Currently not knowing anything, I'm saying he dies. Because I think that gives even more impact for why Cassian does the things that he does. And maybe Luthen's almost like another father figure to him eventually as he's climbing the ranks of the Rebellion. And that would make that death even more impactful. So that's why I've got Luthen as meeting his his doom, meeting his death in uh, this season. Trying to think what... Oh, I think they're going to pull a... um... Woody Harrelson, Han Solo with him. Okay. Uh, Beckett. They're going to make him the traitor. Ooh. Yeah. Luthen? Let him, yeah, why not? I, I, like, li- I like that. I love Stellan I like Stellan as a bad guy. Yeah. Like From Dune? He, like, oh. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> I loved him in Dune. And, you know, I love him as the lovable scientist from Thor and Avengers as well. But his but best I role. Him, I want to see him be best a bad role. guy. Yeah. Bootstrap Bill Turner. Yeah. Will Turner. He's Legolas' dad. It doesn't get much better than that. There you go. You know? No, I love him as Bootstrap Bill, actually. But actually, his best role is the jerk professor in Goodwill Hunting. Okay, fair. But his no, new just... best role is going to be Luthen. Luthen and Cassian Andor. No, um, yeah, I think that he'll be the bad guy and he will be okay. the father figure and he'll pull him in. Yeah. And he's going to try to switch him over. Interesting. And he's going to be like, nah. Oh, one more prediction. Okay. Cassian's the one that kills him. Ooh, I like that. Hey. I, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's I'm a, just now that's adopting a, that right we're now. We're getting into the, you know, he gets down and dirty. He does what he has to do. Maybe Luthen oversteps. <laughs> that's exactly. It. He oversteps and Cassian offs him. And it hurts him. But he's got to do it for the rebellion. It's the only choice. That's it. All right. For the rebellion. Third prediction. I I think I've already alluded to this, but I put zero force users are shown unless we see Palpatine seated in the Senate when Mon Mothma's in there. That's the only way we're seeing a force user. I bet you what they do with that is they'll do that fake hologram thing like they did in Rebels so they can get away with not putting them in the makeup. Sure. Interesting. And everybody be like, Man. wait a minute. But that makes issue. sense, though. That makes sense, yeah. in my opinion, because they want to make the yeah. Empire look, you know, massive and, and powerful and perfect. Yeah. So he's I gotta, mean, he's that may mess good. up. That may mess up a little bit of the um, Revenge of the Sith, you know. Sure. Left me scarred. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like, they may get Plastic rid of surgery. That. It's a thing. 
guess what guys i look good again <laughs> anyway all right i'm only gonna show up as a hologram get over it <laughs> fourth and final prediction for me and then i'll pass it to you dj to share yours okay. this is vague and I, I think it's so evident that i have no okay. clue where this show's going <laughs> fourth prediction the series will connect to the bad batch book closed that's my last one I think it connects to the Bad Batch in some way. And specifically, I think it'd be cool. I'm not looking for anything massive, like the Bad Batch appearing in live action. I don't think that's happening at all. But I'm blanking on his name. Maybe Admiral, is it Radis? I don't know what his name is in The Bad other Batch. Admiral Ackbar. The other Admiral that's there. In Rogue One? In, in um, why did I, no, 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 no. Radis is the Moncala in. You're Rogue right. One. You're right. I'm thinking of Rogue yeah. One. But what's that admiral's name in Bad Batch where he's at Tarkin's hip, hip a lot? You, he's on Camino. It, it does um, start with an R. Yeah. I can't remember. Admiral I'm from go- Bad I'm Batch. But but specifically, I'm just thinking of something that small. If we get a connection to the Bad Batch, it, it's just going to be like a character that we've seen in that in that show. Rampart, Rampart, Admiral, Admiral Vice Rampart. Admiral Rampart. Yeah. Yes, something like that. That's what I mean by a connection to the Bad Batch. Those are my predictions. DJ, what are yours? You know, to be completely honest with you, because <laughs> I because I am I'm I love Cassian so uh-huh, much. Uh-huh. I have forced myself not to make predictions. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Um, I struggle to is, come up with those. <laughs> well, it's this is me low key abandoning that part of what we do at Mando Talk for this because Ouch. Uh, not I said low key. I, low key. It's it's low key because yeah. I still like. I think I have internal predictions that I sure. I like sure. think about occasionally. No, you I know, respect but as, it. But as far as like an actual prediction goes, you know, all the things I really can think of are just kind of silly things like. <laughs> You know, like a robot gets blown up in the first episode type of things. <laughs> like that's that's where my mind goes yeah. when I think predictions. And that's I fair. I have that silly part in me, you know, like for instance, Jar Jar Binks, he one hundred percent will show up in every show until he doesn't. You know, like that's just how I that's how I go about these things. No, I get um it. I think it'd be great if you showed up in Andor. I, I don't see a reason for it, but it'd be fantastic. No I'll shot. say this, and I, I alluded to this earlier. I think we will see an Order 66, uh, six, 66 um, scene um, okay. somewhere in this. We kind of talked about that earlier. I think Bail Organa is going to show up at some point. Yeah. I don't Agreed. think that they will do anything with Leia. Um, Agreed. I mean, according to one of the novels that she's in, she's, I think at this point in time, supposed to be like at a, senatorial training academy or something okay um so i I don't think that she'll be in this show much uh if at all and if they do the only person i'd like to see player is uh millie bobby brown Hmm. okay just gonna be honest i mean i just finished up stranger things i recant every roast i ever had of stranger things on this platform (laughs) fair enough fantastic (laughs) i loved every second of it Uh, i love i love eddie so much but and jonathan and also steve they're fantastic but anyway go um I think that, you know, that's one thing I would be okay with now. I've officially come around to that. I think for a long time I hated the idea. After season four of Stranger Things, I'm like, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown can play a young Carrie Fisher. Mm. I have no problem. You know, I have mm. no problem with that. Um, there may be somebody better out there. Yeah, the one that they got in Kenobi. <laughs> well, she's too young. She's yeah, too well, I, 
with that said, though, I don't think we're seeing Leia again until that actress comes back. I don't think they're going to recast her a third time. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. I, I'm okay with that, you know. Or yeah. they'll do that. I think that my number one, like, huge, like, for real prediction, though, is got to be Tarkin shows up. Okay. I like it. I mean, it. he's just he's just too vital mm-hmm. to this era of Star Wars. Yeah. And I think that uh, ILM wants to build on making him look better than they had him look in Rogue One, which, in my opinion, he looks freaking awesome in Rogue One. Well, and, and I, I have a comment about that. I okay. think I think he he looks better now in Rogue One on Disney Plus than he did when it first came out. I think they've been editing that and making it look better as technology progresses. I don't think they have. I think they have. It looked good on I'll my bu- end. You know looked what? Good I'll bust my out end. my uh, I'll bust out my two, 2017 Blu-ray. Yeah, and let do you that. Know, maybe I'm just imagining things, or maybe I, I just have wishful thinking that that's what they're doing. It, it looks the same to me. Okay. I mean, okay. now I remember. When I saw Rogue One in theaters in 2016, my grandfather went with us. And yeah. uh, there's a funny kick to the story. He saw Tarkin on the screen, and he was like, that looks like the same guy. <laughs> what's what's funny when you hear this story is that my grandfather was actually legally blind. Gotcha. So everything was blurry. Yeah. And so he had no idea. It wasn't even a CGI actor. And I had to explain to it to him after. I was, like, was all CGI. That wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't makeup. And he goes, are you are you serious? And I, mean, I was like, I know it's crazy, you know. If it may, I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't legally blind that thought it was a real person too. So I mean, I was fooled, and I knew the guy was dead. Yeah, <laughs> I knew Peter Cushing wasn't alive, and I was like, holy crap, it's Tarkin! Right. Yeah, I was just like, that's great. And when John Knoll talks about Tarkin and the behind the scenes, my heart just. I just start. It's just like I'm like, yes, please, John. No, keep talking about Tarkin. I love sure. it. You know, I, I love all these behind the scenes animators and yeah. whatnot at Lucasfilm. So that's my number one biggest, almost said hugest, biggest prediction prediction about the show is that Tarkin's got to show up, just because he showed up in Rebels. Yeah, you know, he's so vital to this era. Bad batch. Um, bad. Ba- yes, bad. But thank you, Bad Batch and Clone Wars. He's there too, and. And I think Clone Wars is really more of a just throw them a bone kind of situation with mm-hmm. Lucasfilm when they were making it. But, you know, really, I, I, I really think he shows up here. I mean, he's there yeah. from three all the way to the end of four. I mean, he's got he's got to be there. So um, that, that's something I really do want to see. And I'd love to watch them build upon the CGI that they had in Rogue One. I mean, it's six years later, um, probably five, I guess, where they were at in, right. in the pr- post-production. So, you know, I would love I'd love to see something new on that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hopefully you, our listener, loved to hear Mando Talk return this month. Uh, And hopefully you want to hang out with us some more as we continue to cover Andor. Uh, But specifically, we've got even more coverage over on the YouTube channel. You know, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, She-Hulk, Star Wars Andor. We've got weekly content coming on that platform. It's just so much easier to do five Can't to six. Handle it. Yeah, there you go. Five to six minutes. So much. Five to six minute spoiler reviews. Just really easy to get those pumped out. So check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. But thank you so much for listening to us wherever you are listening to us. It is awesome 
to have you guys continue to check us out. We appreciate the support so much. If you want to continue to support us in each and every single way, hit the Discord link that's down in the description. That will take you to kind of like our fam. That's what we call it. It's our you know small community of diehard listeners and lovers of Star Wars and all things geek. So click that link if you want to join in on that small and positive community. If you want to follow us on social medias, at MandoTalk on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I believe that's all the plugs. I believe that is all the plugs. So I'll pass it on over to DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan on Twitter to say his final closing words. Thank you so much for being here, DJ. Anything you want to tell our lovely audience? Y'all are a lovely audience. Um, no, if you guys want to, get Caleb kind of said it already, but if you want to follow me on Twitter at Rebels Come Texan, by all means, or if you'd like to join my Facebook group, Rebel Alliance Theological Seminary, there lots of go. fun Star Wars memes there. So come on over. I don't, I don't, I share the love sometimes on Twitter, but yeah, you get more on the, on the, in the Facebook group. So Caleb's a member of it. I mean, I so it's yeah. good stuff. He doesn't stuff. post much. I'm just kidding. No, I don't um, really get on Facebook that much. You don't much, do Facebook, though. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Facebook is one of those things where, like, you either do it or you don't. And I understand that. Right. But if you want to join an awesome Facebook group, come on over. Uh, don't be shy. And answer our questionnaire. There one of go. the questions is, what's your favorite thing about Star Wars? So come over there and tell us what your favorite thing about Star Wars is. There, there you go. go. All right, DJ. I think you need to tell a bounty hunter to peace out. Do I? Oh, yeah. Peace out, Django. All right, let's get out of here. We can't wait to hear from you again. And until next time, as always, we have spoken.